welcome to Potluck, a weed sommelier podcast. My name is Liz and I am your host in weed sommelier. I review strains, recommend things to munch on, and talk to guests about their history with weed. I've been a consumer for eight years and I am located in southern Maine, where it is legal medically and recreationally. I am joined today by John McLeod. Uh, hello and welcome to the show, John. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Hello. Um, a little backstory. Uh, I, I found John through a Reddit thread. I'm not going to say which one, uh, just for privacy's sake. Um, and I messaged him and uh, he agreed to do this interview and I'm super grateful. Uh, you're located in Michigan, right? Yes, Livonia, Michigan, uh, suburb of Detroit. Ah, cool beans. I have, I have family from Detroit. Uh, I don't know. I don't know much about Detroit other than that. I had a, my brother had a, uh, a La Sabre that was one of the last cars to roll off a, off the line in Detroit. That car was a tank. Sure. Yeah. The, the cars and the people are strong and hardy. I can appreciate that. Alrighty. So how long have you been a weed consumer and do you have any weed credentials that you'd like to share? Uh, sure. So I, I have been a weed consumer uh, 23 years now, something like that, uh, since I was 13, probably. Um, and my credentials uh, would take a while. Uh, I, I smoke a lot. I, I sell a lot. That's that's the long and short of it. Um, I'm currently director of sales at, at Dragonfly, Michigan, a large outdoor farm and processor. Um, yeah, I've, I've been in the industry for about 12 years, ever since uh, the literal beginning um, of dispensaries in Michigan. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. When did you guys get fully legalized? Or um, I'm I'm not quite up to date on Michigan. Are you guys medical or recreational, or or both? So, yeah, in 2009, uh, we we became a medical state. Um, we had a pretty nice medical program, actually, very robust. Um, I believe adult use became legal in 2018. Uh, I'm probably wrong on that. Someone's going to tear me up. Um, but anyways. Uh, see, so yeah, right around 11 or 12 years, uh, there's, there's been legal cannabis in Michigan. Um, the first dispensary in the state opened uh, New Year's Day, 2010. Wow. Uh, worked there. Um, and it Did was- Did you think uh, worked at the first legal dispensary? Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. So, I'd love to hear. Okay. Well, we can talk about that in the, the second section. I'll make a, I'll make a note uh, to talk about that later, but- um. Wow, it seems like you have quite the uh, merit badges. Like the like, I don't know if you had like a weed sash, if you were like a weed scout or something. It seems like you'd have quite a few uh, quite a few um, I can't think of the. It's not accoutrements, but like a, you know, like a lot of medals and whatnot for for your activity in the weed world. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to see and do a lot of things in the industry. Um, yeah, yeah, I would have several merit badges. Um, <laughs> just from being around this long you know what I mean yeah you've been smoking weed almost longer than I've been alive which is kind of wild to think about yeah yeah so um I uh I found some cannabis uh it, it was my dad's when I was like 13 or something and I I just instinctively grabbed some looking back on it it was probably a half ounce or something like he, he definitely noticed um Wait, you grabbed a half ounce from him or he had a half ounce? He, no, yeah, he had more than that, but I just grabbed like literally a handful oh, um, out of this like jar and, and I showed it to my stepsister and she was like, oh, cool. Let's go to the park. Um, <laughs> and, and that's where it all started. Well, was your stepsister older than you or were you both about the same age? Oh, yeah, she was a couple years older than me. Um, I think she might have been 15 or something at that point. Uh, but but they were so I grew up in the country on a farm and they were you know quote city kids so a little bit more worldly than I was at that point mm -hmm. let's say <laughs> is that the country in Michigan or yep yep Stockbridge Michigan I grew up on a a, a large farm actually uh, I I grew out. up behind a large farm in Tennessee um, it was not a dairy farm unfortunately but you know with all the cows being like black angus you don't really notice the difference from year to year because all the cows look the same <laughs> i can i can appreciate a, a appreciate pardon me a, a farm lifestyle 
Um, alrighty, would you like to know about this week's weed product? Yeah, let's talk about it. All right, so we planned this beforehand, and I'm, I'm excited about this, but uh, we're going to do Potlucky's first cross-state weed comparison, I guess, something along those lines. Um, it, it'll be it'll be pretty casual, but because um, I, I, I let me let me start off by saying that the strain we are smoking this week is Pure Michigan in honor of John being in Yay. Michigan. Do you know anything? Have any background information about that strain? I I couldn't find much online, but I imagine uh, it it does indeed have something to do with Michigan. Yeah, so this strain is uh is from a breeder. Um, Third Coast Genetics. Uh, Third Coast is slang for Michigan because of our super long Great Lakes shoreline, right? Mm -hmm. um, we have as much shoreline as, as basically any state, um, except maybe Alaska, I believe. I, again, I could be wrong on that, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so Third Coast is slang for Michigan, and uh, this company has actually a lot of really good genetics. They, they've been on the come up the last couple of years. Uh, this particular strain is uh, Oreos, uh, which is one of their signature strains, uh, crossed with Mendo Breath. Mm. Uh, so Mendo Breath is, is another one. This is from another Michigan breeder. Uh, the Mendo Breath is a male with, with a name of Dudley Spewright, who has been responsible uh, for just, you know, uncountable um, hit strains over the last few years also. This is like a legendary cannabis male um in the genetics community so this is actually this is a really good strain this is one of my favorites um max yields on instagram is a breeder uh really good stuff i'm excited about this i don't have a pre-roll but i have a flower i'm gonna put into my little sherlock pipe here oh you know what i also have a sherlock pipe it'd be kind of silly to put like a, a pre-roll in there though uh i wish i could join you i actually um, there's a, there's a weed store near me that gives you points every time you go, um, and I managed to save up enough points to get basically a free pipe. Um, and it's it's nice. a it's a Shire pipe, so it's like Gandalf's pipe from uh, Lord of the Rings. And I'm just oh, I feel so. It's, there's just something about it, like puffing on a like a traditional Sherlock pipe and staring out a window or writing something. Like it, there's just it's a vibe. Yeah, it's classy. Let's be real about it. This is this is the classiest way to smoke. Cannabis. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about class, this pipe could be, I guess, made out of gold or porcelain or like moon rocks. Well, that's I mean, new money. This, yeah, is, this okay. is old money class. Old money class with a rich mahogany and uh, <laughs> Corinthian leather. Yeah. Alrighty. So with that part out of the way, um, let's talk about the munchie moment for the week. What do you like to snack on when you have the munchies? So, uh, you know, as pretty much a constant smoker, the munchies is a relative term. And uh, I, I try to keep it under control as much as possible. Um, but really, I have, I have two serious go-tos. Uh, original Pringles. I, I can't get enough of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also like ice cream. Basically, any type of ice cream that doesn't have nuts in it. Just give me more. Do you have a nut allergy? No, I just, I find the, the super hard frozen nuts off-putting ever since I was a kid, um, in ice cream in particular. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I have a complicated with nuts and ice cream. Um, I'm lactose intolerant, so I do try to get like, like uh, almond milk ice creams and nut ice creams, and I enjoy those, but I don't think that's, you know, exactly what you're talking about when you say you don't like nuts and ice cream. Yeah, I, 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 I think they get super hard when they're frozen, and I, I don't care for it for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Normally with ice cream, I, I really prefer like the big chunky stuff, like the texture. Um, I'm all about that, that texture flavor combo and all the, mm -hmm. the variations therein. Um, yeah. So this week I've been, I'm going to say my recommended munch is uh, going to be Stacy's Pita Chips. I'm not sure if they have those in Michigan, but they're just like... They're, they're undeniably crunchy. They're crispy. I got the whole wheat ones, but apparently they have like a bajillion different flavors, like like garlic and cheese and uh, uh, Parmesan and rosemary. Um, I just All got right. the whole wheat ones because they sounded pretty healthy. Um, and there's just, there's something about them. They're a very supportive chip, which is important. 
Um, I don't know if you've ever had the problem of like making a chip graveyard in your dip by all the all the failed chips that have you know <laughs> disappointed you in, in scooping up that dip. Um, but these chips, uh, 100%, you could probably build like a, a, a pita bread chip house out of them. Uh, I, I'd, I'd recommend them. They're, they're very dippable. They're very poppable. That, then that's my recommended bunch for this week. Yeah, actually, I think I've seen my wife eating those before. Um, not, not bad. I agree. I've been, I've, I've been thinking about these chips maybe a little bit too much. I'm thinking like, I wonder if I could do like, like pita chip nachos, but instead of like cheese, have like hummus and uh, like tabbouleh and like, uh, you know, just just take nachos and move them to the Middle East and see what I get. And I would definitely use those pita chips as nacho chips. Oh, I I think that you can make anything into a nacho if you if you think about it uh, logically and, and execute a plan. Mm-hmm. It definitely becomes a nacho. Yeah, my well, one of my favorite shows growing up was called MythBusters. Um, I'm sure I'm sure you're familiar with them at least vaguely. Um, but sure. one of the one of the quotes that really stuck with me is uh, the difference between science and screwing around is writing stuff down. So if I ever do that, I'll make sure to take notes and that way it'll be science as opposed to a deranged 10 o'clock at night munchy experiment. Yeah, there you go. I I saw someone on Reddit the other day posting in our trees, which is, I guess, the weed, um, like the, the weed uh, chat room or whatever. Um, and someone had a blue cheese burger with cookie dough in it. Um, and like, oh my gosh, that sounds, that sounds really interesting, but that also oh. sounds like something I would only put in my mouth if I was very, very baked. Yeah, it would take some convincing on that one. Uh, yeah. Tangentially, so are you familiar with the R trees slash R marijuana enthusiasts? I am, yeah. Beef? <laughs> that, that one cracks me up for some reason. Sorry to segue into that. but No, I this show is all about segues. I would have called the show Into the Weeds if uh, that had not already been taken. Oh, I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you know what time it is by any chance, John? 11.10 yeah okay uh yeah that's that's i need to find a better way to segue into this but uh, are you ready to do some weed oh yeah all right let's do it hello and welcome to pot lucky a weed sommelier podcast my name is liz and i am your host weed sommelier and amateur folk etymologist each week i invite fellow marijuana enthusiasts to join me in reviewing strains recommending munchies and sharing their history with weed tune into pot lucky most mondays and some Tuesdays. If you or a friend have a word you think deserves airtime, leave us a message on Anchor. Make sure to include your name, a definition, and its use in a sentence. I guarantee you, if you do this, it will be on the show, pending absolute foulness. And we are back. Uh, how are you feeling, John? Feeling good. Yeah. Feeling real good. This is, a, this is a nice strain. Yeah, I... I, I had the opportunity to smoke Pure Michigan a while back. Like, this is probably not exact same pre-roll. I'm sure that one has been smoked long ago. Um, but I, I gave it to a family member that's from Michigan, and they enjoyed it instead. Um, but uh, I, I really like this. Um, the taste is interesting. It's, I guess, technically the first thing I've eaten today. Um, and I have this kind of, um, like, a, have you ever had brie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so like I had kind of like a brie rind taste in my mouth. It's a little bit cheesy, um, but I, I I like this strain. Like it's just like uh, maybe it was because I was eating brie yesterday, but that's that's all I can taste right now in my mouth as it like you know from like a, a taste perspective. Yeah, this this is a pretty complex one. Uh, it's it's known for its uh, you know its nuttiness and its its earthy spiciness kind of a thing uh on the back end on the front end typically you get a little bit of like a chocolate and vanilla mm. um but that's what people like about it is it's super complex there's something there for everybody yeah um so the smell in particular like you know before i burnt it i would take like another whiff now but i'm sure all i would you know there'd be a puff of smoke that comes out of the uh <laughs> the dube tube Um, but I got notes like very floral notes initially like lilac and luxury hand soap um 
and like a, a teeny tiny little bit of lemon which is really common when you're smelling like weed in general because of lemonine and you know the other terpenes that are like that um you know towards like the the middle of the smells there was a little bit of a dieselness that definitely came forward as i was smoking it mm. um it's kind of a like a cheesy taste a little bit um i enjoy this this is definitely a pre-roll i'm gonna enjoy uh, purchasing again um even if it's just to like ask people like okay do you taste the brie or no <laughs> yeah yeah this is this is a favorite i'm i'm happy that the michigan strain is is doing the thing for you mm-hmm yeah, thank you. Um, talking about the bag appeal on the container a little bit. Um, so I just have a, you know, a regular black dube tube about the size of my hand. Um, it says Pure Michigan on the side in like a kind of like a label maker style labeling. Uh, that sentence was a mess, pardon me. Um, uh, big letters. It doesn't have the dispensary name on it and it doesn't have any like warnings on it for like, oh, this isn't for children. Um, but, you know, this is pretty, pretty uh, minimalist when it comes to the labeling. Um, I had the suspicion for some reason, I don't know how this came into my mind yesterday, that if I had put this in my back pocket and sat on it, it would open and I'd inevitably lose the, uh, the, the joint at the back of my pocket. But uh, after a couple minutes of like aggressively trying to sit on this thing to get it to open, um, I'm proud to say that it did not open. And this is a very safe uh, choice to put your, uh, your joints in. All right. I like to hear it. Yeah. Nothing you. more important than product integrity. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. I more than once I have sat on a bag of edibles or left some gummies in my car and then uh, it comes kind of, it, it becomes really hard to dose once you have like a, I don't know, 85 milligrams of uh, weed jelly just kind of hanging out in a, in a baggie in your car. And then you have to like divide it by weight and whatnot instead of, you know, those handy little squares. Mm -hmm. Are you, do you enjoy edibles or is there a, is there a particular way you enjoy consuming marijuana? Oh, so, uh, you know, professionally, uh, I intake it any way you can think of. Um, I smoke joints. I love doing a good dab. Uh, I have vape pens on my desk. I have boxes of gummies. You know what I mean? I can imagine, like, you have your regular cup of pens, and then the camera pans over, and then there's just a cup of vape pens. That's literally what's going on right now, actually. Oh, yeah, fantastic. You, you hit the nail on the head. Oh, if you want to send me a picture of that later for the Instagram, I think I think that'd be really funny. I love yeah, when sure I get I things just get it in one. No problem. Let me make sure there's nothing I don't want in the photo. Ah, oh, fair enough. Uh, and then I'll I'll get it right out to you. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm looking at my notes right now. Um, and I'll just let the the listeners in on a, a little secret. Uh, I I did research on the wrong person because there are apparently two John McClouds in Michigan. Uh, and according to you, John, you live right down the street from each other, and you are friends. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 buddies. Uh, he's in the same industry, uh, definitely more successful than I am. Uh, Success is measured in you know different ways. I I think oh, he is pretty successful, and I only have like you know twenty regular listeners a week according to the website. <laughs> well, he, he definitely is, and he deserves it. Um, great guy. Uh, yeah, this is not the first time this has happened, actually. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, do you guys have the same birthday? No. I believe he's a couple of years older than me. Um, I guess I could be wrong about that, too. Yeah. I would just assume that about everybody. <laughs> that they're a couple years older than you, or? Well, I still feel like a kid sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah, tell me about it. I, I, it, I assume everybody knows better than I do a majority of the time yeah well the fun fact about uh i don't know uh like the, if, assuming everyone else knows something you don't the opposite or not the opposite like the inverse is true where everyone assumes that if you if you say you're an expert in the field everyone just like accepts that at face value so calling myself a weed sommelier uh you could just like imagine i have like bottles of uh bottles of weed wine or something hanging around my house in like a like a basement that's uh you know, climate controlled and whatnot, but um, yeah, yeah like I guess the glass room with a rack of just different strains on it, and you're in there sniffing it with your yeah. your hand waving. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, I have Gregor Mendel's. Oh wait, shit, that's not the guy. Uh, who is a Dom Perignon? It's a completely different monk. I have Dom <laughs> Perignon's first experimental weed wine unopened in my basement. 
Ah, uh, yes, the 2017 Blue Dream, a good year. <laughs> I really wonder if weed wine is a thing, and if I could, if I could get in on that as my, uh, I don't know, they could be a, a sponsor for the show. I think that'd be a pretty appropriate tie-in. I promise you, anything you can imagine, someone is working on a cannabis product right now, yeah. waiting for it to be able to have shelf space in Walmart. I, I promise you. Maybe not Walmart, but maybe, maybe Weed Mart, like the, the color palette swap version of Walmart where it's green instead of blue. They will have cannabis in Walmart in, in my lifetime for sure. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. something to look forward to. There's too much money for it not to be. This is this, this is capitalism uh, wonderland here. Uh, yeah, believe actually, me, it, yeah. it will be there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retract my statement I said earlier that I look forward to seeing weed in Walmart. I feel like it's going to, have, I have feelings about big weed. I much prefer to support, you know, the smaller businesses, but with capitalism, I don't know. Unless we, unless we have some very specific laws, I think, you know, it's inevitable that there's going to be, there's going to be big weed and then there's going to be like capital B, big weed eventually. Yep. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, how how's the weed situation over in Michigan? Um, how how do I put this? Like uh, I I mean I have a couple questions in general. I don't normally talk to someone out of state. Normally, like I, I just find people in main interview. So I'm I'm curious at the differences. Like uh, how much would you pay for like uh, an eighth of some you know medium shelf weed? Uh, medium shelf weed here for an eighth, uh, you're probably looking at you know twenty five or thirty dollars. Yeah, that's about the same for over here. Uh, do you guys have shelf any is relative, though. You know, if if, if you're uh, an eagle-eyed consumer, so to speak, there's definitely some really good deals to be had. Um, but there's also, you know, a million days to get ripped off. <laughs> yeah, I I'm a fan of the small bud special that my uh, one of my local dispensaries has. But um, sometimes it's nice to have you know those big buds. Um, oh yeah i have a birthday coming up so i was just out shopping uh at the dispensaries you know i don't, I don't do a ton of shopping um at the at the dispensaries themselves anymore but i was you know i was out there buying some glory buds smoke on my b-day glory buds i haven't heard that term before oh yeah that's that's you know the big goosey ones that that you want to show off where you just pull it out and you're like oh wow look at that look at that thing wow over bug. here i guess the, the closest approximate that i have in my life is calling it christmas weed but that's more for like a well i guess i guess a birthday is a special occasion um I, yeah so uh glory buds i wonder if that's like a, a regional thing i'd love to know more it, about regional minnesota michigan sorry not minnesota michigan weed slang yeah so i mean we don't have a a ton of uh I guess regional slang, maybe, um, just your normal stuff, you know, uh, some bud, uh, a dube or a duber mm -hmm. uh, for a joint. I've heard a lot. Um, a jibber for a joint. I've, I've heard that one also. Okay. Okay. With, so with a um, soft R, like a jibba, as opposed to uh, hard R, I guess. Up there in the northeast, though, right? We're, yeah, that's a good point. We uh, we just really... kind of drop our R's and find them in other places in the sentence. Yeah, yeah, it, it happens up there. Um, you know, one of my old favorites is uh, doinks for a joint. Smoking big doinks up in Amish was a meme for a couple of years. But that sounds uh, extremely regional. <laughs> yeah, so there's this dude, uh, he was on the internet. He made videos, like, for Instagram or, or TikTok or something for the youth. And, uh, and and that was his whole thing, like, smoke big joints up in Amish. And then he would light a joint and smoke it. And I, at the dispensary I was at, everybody was saying that for a while. So do you guys have a I, – I, okay, just, just a warning. I do say that word differently. Uh, I just – I grew up calling them the Amish. I don't know where that happened. That's not a Tennessee thing. That's not a New Hampshire thing. I think that's just a my family thing. Um, I like it. Yeah, I also call oh, those those big horsey looking dudes like alpacas and llamas. Um, sure. Yeah, sometimes it comes out like llama as opposed to llama, and like it just unless someone says it first, like 
it just, that's just how it's going to come out. I, I, I pick one at random and, and hope for the best. Hey, when Shakespeare rearranges letters, everyone talks about it for years. When you do it, I don't I'm have dyslexic. a problem. I don't have a problem with it. I like it. Amish, that's, that's charming. That's oh, that oh thank you. No problem. I hope I hope I come off as charming and aloof as opposed to uh, some something and a big goof. I don't know. I was I was trying to go for a rhyme there. Um, oh, I had another question. I, I I need to write this down. I wish, man. I I look forward to the technology that you know happens that I can buy in a store when I'm you know in my fifties and whatnot. Like, can you can you imagine the the technological advancements in weed? Oh, it'll be something. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. I have a uh, a Puffco, um, like an e rig now, which mm-hmm. is just like. For years, I looked down my nose at the e rigs, and and now I'm eating crow for sure because this is like my constant companion. Um, I bought it when I had to stay in a hotel for a couple of days, uh, just to see what it was about, and. Gosh, if this has a revolutionized my cannabis experience for sure. Wow, I, I I mean I've had heard mixed reviews of the Puffco, but I do I do see them popping up everywhere. Um, and I, I haven't you know heard any complaints for their owners, so I'll, I'll I'll keep that in mind. I'll take it with a grain of rice. Oh, so I forgot to ask you about your weed word. Sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, oh. go on. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk for you. Cool. Yeah, my weed word is burn. Uh, it started as a joke a few years back of a bunch of friends and I at, at our dispensary were just kicking it around and we thought it was funny. So we started using it in, in our interactions with the customers, uh, trying to get them to pick up on it and use it. And, and you know, it, to make success is what, what I would say. How would you use, uh, you're saying fern, like the plant. Fern. Yeah, like the, you know, you know, like the, the ancient leaf, mm-hmm. the plant, the fern. Um, so yeah, you'd use it like, uh, oh, hey, I have to stop by the dispo, pick up some fern. You heard? Mm-hmm. I think that's how, like, again, the use would say it. Ah, uh, see, okay, earlier when you were talking, it sounded like you said vern, and I'm just thinking like, like that could work as a code word, like, oh, you want to go hang out with uh, me and Vern later? um oh it's like some Ernest p world uh yeah, exactly callback okay mm-hmm. know what i mean Vern? yeah yeah are so, you familiar with Ernest p world you said you were a little bit younger mm, you know that, that, that Ernest... was the kind of situation where i was hoping i could keep going keep nodding going mm-hmm, yeah and get <laughs> through it but yeah you caught me on that one. Oh well you're in luck because this is one of the best series of movies ever created by man or woman um they're the Ernest goes to series so so Ernest goes to jail uh he goes to camp he saves Christmas for instance uh tis the season uh I highly recommend you and any listeners check those out because it's it's gold are they streaming anywhere oh you know that I'm not familiar with uh oh yeah that's a a good point I only check it out every few years when I remember it but Mm -hmm. One of my favorites. I actually did just watch Ernest Goes to Camp um, last year during, you know, the time when everything was completely locked down. And it, it holds up for sure. Holds up. That's that's an 80s or a 90s movie, I believe. Yeah, my, my cousin, who is from Michigan, actually, like, uh, he, he talked about those on a previous episode and how um, it's, according to, according to him, you can't really find them unless it's on a VHS tape. Like it's it's hard to track down like a like a DVD collection or like a like a proper way to 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 watch those uh those particular media uh, legally. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do some hunting to find those because this is the second time they've been brought up. And uh, I don't know. I like the name Ernest. I think I think it's an amicable name. I think we should all strive to be Ernest. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you should. If you have not experienced Ernest uh the earnest cinematic universe as i like to call it uh you should become acquainted it's especially you know in times like these when there's a lot of strife in the world this is genuinely good wholesome 
uh, funny entertainment. I'll take that to heart. Thank you very much. But enough about the Ernest movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's, let's move back to weed. Um, <laughs> so you spoke a little bit earlier about your first experience with weed. Do you have any other memories from that moment? Yeah, so um, that's funny you ask. You know, everybody says the first time they smoke, they're like, oh, it did nothing for me, or I didn't really get that high or whatever. At least in my experience, a lot of people have that to say. But I was completely stoned out of my mind that first time. Like, I remember moving my hands and asking, like, my stepsister, like, have your hands ever done this before? (laughs) You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Uh, so So I have a couple memories, but nothing like nothing more than that that's Mm -hmm. really worth talking about well the fact that you said you got stoned the first time like I can uh like you're you're right you're kind of a unicorn in that regard because like my first time I I fell over but I didn't feel stoned um and so like you're probably you know 10% of the people I talked to have probably you know the first time they smoked they got high so congratulations good for you yeah yeah thanks I I appreciate it I deserve the applause Mm -hmm. yeah Oh, oh, I'm I'm not gonna clap because that'll screw with the audio. But you can pretend that's applause, yeah. Oh, I'm sure people are out there clapping. <laughs> that's how I get through my days, pretending people are clapping. Whenever I hear clapping, I pretend it's for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, that's a, that'd be a rough way to get through life. Um, so uh, I think I already asked if you have a preference for how you consume it. Um, so what would you say you do? You know, in a day, like uh, your preferred method. Mostly, I'd say at this point, the Puffco um, or some, you know, some edibles. I eat edibles pretty much every night. Mm. What uh, kind of edibles? Like gummies? Yeah, I prefer a gummy. Um, my whole my whole outlook on the edible situation is that uh, I just want something that is effective um, in terms of both like delivering the THC to me and in terms of cost, right? I don't want to, if I want a delicious piece of cake or a delicious cookie or something like that, I'll go to Whole Foods or the bakery and buy it. Um, I just want my THC quickly and not to taste bad and edible personally. (laughs) So I just like gummies, you know what I mean? It's quick, it's easy, uh, they're ubiquitous. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Sometimes, I mean, I can agree with what you're saying about, you know, spending money on a on a, a good enough edible um and then you know spending the rest of your money on something that's you know gourmet and probably not triple the price because it has thc in it um i don't know sometimes i like my edibles to taste a little bit yucky so that way i like you know it reminds me that like oh i'm treating this as medicine right now um and like uh like how they make cough syrup like gross now so people don't just drink it for fun sure yeah yeah I, I don't know if I, I went off into the weeds a little bit too much on that thought, but uh, fair enough. Uh, do you have a favorite flavor of gummy? Oh, you know, I always like grape. Uh, Grape's, grapes a good one. typically uh, a winner. Um, it's easy. It's it's common. Um, mango is typically a safe bet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever's new also I like. Uh, I just hate when you get a gummy and it tastes bad, you know? Uh, that real strong distillate or mm-hmm. oftentimes like a burnt rubber taste I, I i agree with what you're saying but i think those are also like i don't know they, they they also have their use um i don't know otherwise like i have this awful habit of like if i if i don't you know take two gummies out and put them aside and put the bag away i'm gonna leave the bag out and if it's an edible i really enjoy there's i'm, I'm almost definitely gonna have a third one because i'm like mm, this tastes really good um and then get a little more stoned than I mean to, but that's that's like a like a me specific problem probably. But man. oh no, that's that's everybody. Don't <laughs> worry, you just you you have to learn your lesson, right? Mm-hmm. I have to have a decoy snack so I don't go back for the delicious bag of gummies I have hiding in my cabinet. Sure, yeah, yeah, some just some regular Swedish fish or something will do the trick, right? <laughs> Instead of Swedish fish. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm writing um, it down. It's a good name. T- trademark, trademark, trademark. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 I don't know if that actually works. The, the podcasters I listen to use that as like a "don't take my idea" kind of thing. So I'm just uh, ho- hoping, All hoping right. that works. I won't steal your idea. Oh, uh, fair enough. 
you know what? You can have that one for a freebie. You've been a really great guest. I don't know how to untrademark that though. So we'll, we'll figure that out later. Um, what do you like to do while you're stoned? Is there anything you like uh, prefer to get high before doing especially? Yeah, so I like, uh, I, I play some video games. Um, I read a lot. Uh, sometimes I'll just go and take my dog for a walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. What kind of what kind of games do you play? A little bit of this and that. Lately, I've been playing uh, a a game called XCOM 2. Um, So I have it on both my PlayStation and on my computer. Um, It's, you know, you kind of just tell your soldiers to shoot aliens. Uh, I play Call of Duty quite a bit, too. Not lately. Um, Mm -hmm. I haven't really liked the last couple entries in the series. Uh, I think about getting an Xbox, play some Halo probably this year. Uh, wow. Still have to see how that plays out. I I have a, a PS4. I mean, it's my brother's. Um, but I, I play, I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. I haven't lately because that's like, if I'm going to get high and do something, it can't be Red Dead Redemption because it's it's too much of a game you have to focus on to like, like really oh, yeah. enjoy and like, you know, for the immersion factor. Um, but yeah, yeah I, that's I, one I, that... I, at nighttime, I had a problem. I would like smoke a joint and play that game mm-hmm. and just lose track of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like being in a casino and then like you don't you don't see a clock, there's no windows and then you you go outside or, or do, go to do something and it's, it's like noon and you're like, ah, beans. How did this yeah. happen again? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what books have you been reading? So I've been rereading the, uh, you know, Game of Thrones slash A Song of Ice and Fire Fire. series. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, If you enjoy that, um, I'm just going to take a second to plug a book I really enjoy. And uh, it's called the, oh my gosh, the series is The Kingkiller Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss. Um, The first two books are absolute tomes. There's like uh, I want to say well over 400 pages, but like these books are magnificent. It's everything like I wanted Game of Thrones to be, um, but you know, just focused mostly on one character. Um, if anyone, if anyone uh, is looking for something to read, I highly recommend The Name of the Wind and The Wise Man's Fear. Very, very, very good books. Awesome. Yeah. I love a good book. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, on those uh, those rainy days where it's like it's cold outside, but it's warm inside and you have a, like a good book. <sighs> yeah, nothing better, right? Yeah, it's hard to beat those. Um, what do you think the most fun you've had uh, has been while, while stoned? While stoned? Uh, <laughs> uh, wow, that's that's a tough one. Uh, you know, I I really enjoy just going out and uh kind of fishing and and riding on the boat a little bit mm-hmm. that's uh that's a really good time now you can't get too too high mm-hmm. and, and drive the boat you know what i mean but yeah. you go out on a nice day maybe take one joint with you and, and see what happens wow yeah uh, also i love amusement parks so obviously like you know go to cedar point uh eat some edibles ride some roller coasters is a blast uh, I, I love doing that all right, so at Cedar Point, um, how, how do I phrase this question? There's something that's specific to like your your like you know region, um, and it's it's an ice cream, and it's red, blue, and yellow. Is there a specific name that you have for that ice cream? Oh, there's a couple of different names for that. Um, so Superman. Yep, that's okay. that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah, and then they also do variations on that name, right? They'll do like super scoop or uh i think i've seen one is like moon man or something like that it was mostly blue but with a little bit of yellow and red in there dope super i'm sorry but super scoop doesn't sound like i don't know after owning a cat it doesn't sound like something i'd go for if it was ice cream it sounds like something i'd reach for for my cat i think it's one of those trademark 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 situations (laughs) uh exactly Um, Actually, Superman ice cream is really good. You could almost call it super good. Uh, the oh, yellow, that's a groaner. the yellow is is sort of like a lemon custard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the red is typically a cherry, and the blue is like a nice vanilla. 
and and the combination of the three is is quite good. You know what? It didn't occur to me until now that it was differently flavored ice cream. I just thought like the colors first. Wow, that's. Oh, I, well, I feel a like a dingus for not not even year. realizing. I did some research. <laughs> Uh, all right. Speaking speaking of research, um, so in in class, like in school, whenever like the Great Lakes were brought up, the only people I knew, and this has been true through most of my life, that have been able to name all of the Great Lakes have been from Michigan. So, can you name all the Great Lakes? Oh yeah, this is easy. It's uh, there's there's actually a what was it an acronym for it? It's House. Uh, so you have Huron on or no homes yep i'm yep. sorry that was, that was the pure michigan talking Huron, uh, <laughs> ontario michigan erie and superior yep yeah i actually have that written down um my cousin impressed me the other day by like doing it backwards um like i, I don't he didn't even know about the acronym but i'm like wow that's that's a big flex to be able to to know all the the lakes like that um michigan's the one that's shaped like a mitten right Yes. Okay. So in the one, and there's an upper peninsula also, correct? I, I do not have a map in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. Upper peninsula. It's, uh, it's not even really attached to Michigan, uh, to the lower peninsula. The, they're not attached. The, the upper peninsula is, uh, much closer to, uh, like Wisconsin. It's attached to Wisconsin. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I have I have a word that I'm thinking of. Is there something in particular that you call people from the Upper Peninsula? <laughs> uh, Upers for the UP Upper Peninsula. Oh man, hearing hearing someone with a Michigan accent say that, it's just like uh, it's like if, if that's how the word is supposed to be said. Upers. Upers. I dig it. Um, all right. So you said you're the head of sales at Dragonfly Cannabis. Or, uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I that that part of my notes is hidden. And I don't want to like move a page and have people hear that. Um, but so how did how did you get your start in the cannabis business? Besides, you know, not just as a smoker, but as someone that was you know involved on the, the business side of things. Yeah. Um. So I was working at uh, a deli in Ann Arbor, um, and we. I was part of a, a caregiver grow that had some, so, you know, some excess production. And uh, I was working on both of those projects, looking for another job, honestly, during the Christmas season. And one of my friends referred me to, uh, you know, he said, they're going to open a dispensary in Ypsilanti. Uh, I'm sure they can find something for you to do. So I just blindly walked into this place where I heard that they were going to open a dispensary. Um, yeah, I kind of, they're, they're nice. I started painting the walls and vacuuming the floors and stuff like that, moving furniture. Um, none of them had a lot of experience selling cannabis. And I, I had some from, from mm -hmm. college. And so I was able to, you know, kind of end up working there um, first as a bud tender. And then I had a little bit more uh, input in, in the business uh, from there. I went and opened my own dispensary uh, in Ann Arbor. I was able to get my parents and my brother as partners. Um, I, I then went on and had a dispensary in Detroit, uh, a couple of large grows and processing. You know, the whole thing just kind of snowballed. Um, and, and now I'm director of sales at, at Dragonfly, which is a large, uh, you know, I think we're right around 70 acres at this point. Wow, um, that's a big company. Yeah, you know, 20,000 plants this year. Um, yeah, it's it's going well. We do risk business out here. So where did the name Dragonfly come from? Uh, our owner um, loves dragonflies. And, and, you know, dragonfly is the most efficient uh, predator on the planet. Uh, about 90% of the time a dragonfly decides to go for some prey, they are successful in that hunt. Um, and, and we just try to be successful and always be going for it at Dragonfly. Wow. I'm, I'm really thinking about Dragonflies differently now. Um, 
Man. King of the Hunters, truly. Well, I think the I think the only other thing that could have like ninety nine to a hundred percent of their kills would be an actual fucking dragon. So good for them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, man. The well, my dra- uh, dragonflies. Like uh, my my brother in law introduced me to an album um, by Coheed and Cambria that had like a dragonfly on it. Now, whenever I see dragonflies, I, I think of him. Uh, hi, Daniel. Uh, you know who you are. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, do you have any uh, stories you let come to mind uh, that you feel like sharing that are exceptionally uh, hysterical? Oh, that That's a pretty high bar. Do you have any stories you feel like uh, sharing at this time? Oh, so uh, uh, <laughs> I, have a, I have a bunch of stories. A ton of them probably aren't super radio appropriate or, or I guess broadcast appropriate at this point. Um, I have, a, I have a nice story. I met my wife at uh, at the dispensary that I was working at. Oh, that's um, wonderful. Yeah, so I was actually uh, one of the managers at this place. It was, it, was, it was a dispensary owned by my family, and I was managing the place, but I used to really enjoy working at the front desk um, and, and working at the bud table, you know, and, and talking to people and dealing with them instead of being up in the office. Um, and so I would... There, my wife, she's going to kill me for saying all this. Um, not really. She had basically asked me out before, and I had passed. Uh, I thought she was just being nice, uh, honestly. Um, and about a year went by, and I was working the front desk at, at the shop. And she came in, and it was her last day that she could come in with her, her cannabis card. It was going to expire. Um, and she was moving to Chile uh, shortly after. And, and she said, yeah, I don't know where I'm going to get any more cannabis for the next couple of weeks. And I, and I said, well, I mean, if you want, you can just call me. We could like smoke or something like that. Um, and the rest is history. About three years later, we were married. Uh, she actually did go to Chile. Uh, then she came back, uh, much to her family's chagrin. And, and now we're married and live together. And it's great. Never been happier. That's a wonderful story. I thank you for sharing. That's that's it's really heartwarming. I yeah, it's, it was a good time. Like I'm I'm glad I was working in the front desk that day. I was racking my mind where uh where I knew the the name Chile Chile from, and I'm like that can't be a country. That can't be a a city in Michigan, can it? And then I'm like, oh wait, no, it's a complete it's a completely different country. <laughs> not even on the not even in the United States. So wow. Well, what yeah, is she she's Chilean. Her, her family is Chilean. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Does she have any like so your your wife is Chilean and she she smokes marijuana. We've established that. Is there like a cultural habit of doing that over there? Or do you have any information about that? Oh yeah, they love cannabis down there. Um my understanding is her cousins own a cannabis farm right now, uh down there. Wow. I'm Chile trying to is, make a uh... oh, sorry. Oh, no, no problem. Uh, Chile is full of cannabis smokers. I was down there a couple of years ago and they had uh, like cannabis stores. Um, I'm, they were ostensibly selling CBD, uh, but I'm positive you could score some actual pot there if you wanted to. Wow. And I, I believe now it's legal there um, and they're, they're making some big changes. Hey, if anybody in Chile is listening and needs a director of sales... Uh, shoot me dm yeah um uh, man i've i have i have little um like metrics i can look at on on anchor where we have the we host the podcast and they tell me like you know uh how many people from or like what percentage of my listeners are listening from from this specific area um mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna look later and see if we do in fact have any listeners in chile um but uh side note one time i i scrolled back too far like it went from um, like, oh, your listeners in like Europe, and then your listeners in um, the, the like the planet Earth and like the galaxy, and like, uh, do I have any listeners on Mars? And the answer is no. Um, but That's funny. yeah, I, I appreciate little um, little like jokes like that. That uh, you know, people, it's just like that little extra effort. Um, have you seen any Pixar movies? Oh yeah, oh yeah, big fan. One of my favorite things about Pixar movies is when they have like the after credit scene where it's like the bloopers 
um, especially with Toy Story, that one I'm thinking of in particular. Sure. Yeah, but man, I, I love it when people just like go that extra step to do something funny. Uh, when I was younger, we had to do like a little booklet in fifth grade about um, countries in the world. And I had uh, a table of contents and then I had a table of continents, which I thought was really funny, <laughs> but I, I, didn't, I didn't spell continents right. Um, I think I, I was close to just spelling incontinence. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, that was, that was my first stab at humor, I guess, um, from, I from a like young it. age. Alrighty. Um, uh, it's, it's about time to wrap things up. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say while you, uh, while you're on the show? Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I guess a couple shout outs if, if you don't mind. Yeah, go, go for it. Uh, shout out to Sam and Dave, uh, shout out to the other Jam McLeod. He's a real mensch. Uh, John Bashi and Marvin, Dave Levy, love you guys. For a second, I thought you said Dan Levy, and I was really confused how you knew, um, like, a Hollywood celebrity. I'm, fuck it, it's the weed business. You probably have a lot of interesting connections that you can't <laughs> talk deg- about. Yeah, what is it, Six Degrees with Kevin Bacon? Yeah, oh, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, same hat, dude. Maybe there's a way. Uh, my, my LinkedIn profile is pretty robust, so it's possible, I guess. That's... Fantastic. All righty. Um, where would you like people to find you? Oh, at home, reading a book. I'm joking. Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Mr. Joints Guy Leaders Sold also, uh, or on LinkedIn, John McLeod. Not that, not the other John McLeod. This is, well, I guess the other John McLeod's OG John McLeod because he's older than you. Uh, Maybe. Do you call each other John when you talk to each other? Uh, We just usually say like bro or dude or like, hey, what's up, man? You know? Whenever I meet people that also have the name Liz, like almost always, we both get really excited and like, oh, hi, Liz. How are you doing, Liz? And just, you know, say each other's name. I don't know. Like, uh, I guess, I guess Liz's are just fun like that. Maybe. Um, There's so many Johns out there. Well, who's got the time? <laughs> yeah. A John convention would probably be pretty packed. Yeah, Especially all the people that are named like John Doe, like, man, like there'd be a, like a ton of corpses in there too. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Jesus. I don't want to go to that one. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, I'm going to say that's all the time we have. Thank you for listening. Our theme music is The Irish Washerwoman as arranged by Maylee Charles. You can find Potlucky on Apple Music, Google Music, and Spotify. We also have an Instagram page. Feel free to post pictures of your smoking materials and tag me in them at Potlucky Podcast. Like what we do and want to see us grow? Consider supporting us on Anchor.fm. You'll hear from us next week. Say goodbye, John. Goodbye, John. All right, goodbye. Bye.